Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the Gospel of Luke, and today we're going to see Jesus uh, address uh, some of the anxieties that we talked about yesterday, but uh, a little bit different, and he's going to be injecting a parable in the midst of this. And so we are in Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 34, where we read this. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven, and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Dave, uh, you have often talked about how... Um, the command of do not fear is the most commonly repeated command in the New Testament or in the entire Bible. And we see this uh, here as well. And it kind of addressed it in, in yesterday. Uh, you know, basically yesterday we we're talking about how if, if you're going to be afraid, don't be afraid of someone who only has power over this life, you know, because what comes after that be. But even then, don't be afraid because the God who has power after this life uh, loves you very deeply. And this is why uh, exactly what Jesus reminds us of in, in this parable about the rich fool, that, you know, what matters, uh, you know, we matter more than birds and flowers and things like that. And yet God provides for the birds and flowers. So God will surely provide for us as well. 
And, and then Jesus goes further to illustrate kind of the futilities of our anxiety. Like, what good does worrying do? I mean, does your worry alter reality? Does your brain have the power to change uh, physical matter around you? Can anxiety add even a second to your life? Uh, in fact, you know, modern science seems to be pretty clear that anxiety does a lot to shorten our lives rather than lengthen our lives. So why do we worry? And I, I think at the heart of it, I, I think worry gives us, gives me a kind of uh, false sense of control uh, I want to do something about a situation. And when I don't have the power to actually do something about the situation, worrying about it kind of scratches that itch. It feels like I'm doing something, even if I'm doing nothing except worrying. And I think one of the dangers of worrying in this way uh, is the fact that I end up spending my energy focused on something that does nobody any good and likely does some harm when that energy could be something that could be put into do so, doing something actually positive and productive and, and healing in a situation. And I think, you know, Jesus says here, the more positive thing to do is, first of all, seek first the kingdom of God, put our put our mind upon God. And, and we can do that by actively remembering, not worrying, but remembering how faithful God has been and how much we are loved by God. That will actually do us some good. And then uh, Jesus says something that seems very counterintuitive. He says, Give away the things that are making you worry, that, that feed into your worry. Give away your possessions and provide for others who, who don't have, uh, you know, more money, more problems. They say, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to experience the other side, but it's this idea of giving to others who have less that it seems so counterintuitive, but in, in so many ways, it actually makes so much sense when you think about it. I mean, first of all, maintaining those possessions is often the source of the original source of our anxiety. Like it was so hard to get these possessions. And then we have to put all this work into maintaining and worrying that we might lose these things. So instead of focusing on worrying about maintaining these things, if we give them away, the very source of our worry, if we give them away and use them to bless others, we're focused in a much more uh, positive direction. And I think about like, you know, all the attention to mental health and research in mental health. And we see so clearly that uh, there's almost a one-to-one -one correlation that the more affluent a society is, the bigger the problem that that society has with anxiety. I think affluence gives us the illusion of independence. And ironically, this independence, this sense of independence makes us feel all the more vulnerable because it's, it's you know, if I don't do it, then who will? I'm on my own here. I have to fend for myself. And so that feeds into that. So that, that very independence I'm trying to achieve feeds into this greater sense of anxiety because it all could fall apart so easily. But the less affluence the society has, there's the greater interdependence. And it's easier to focus on our connectedness to one another in community rather than our kind of individualistic anxiety. And, and so I, I, th it's, I think it's amazing here. Jesus didn't know anything about you know, modern research on mental health and, and sociology and all that. And yet the solution he gives really addresses both problems. If we give away the source of our anxiety in a way that blesses others, it connects us to the very community that is an antidote to those very anxieties. Dave, I'm wondering what you see here in this passage. You know, um, okay, a couple of thoughts here. The first one is actually a conversation that you and I, John, you and I had uh, recently about an entirely different subject. It wasn't during the daily devotions. Uh, we were talking about something personally that was kind of a challenge that you and I both had to go through. And one of the things that you said, which I just thought was so beautiful and brilliant, you said, 
um, you know, I just tried not to worry too much about it. I didn't, you know, didn't think too much about it. And he, and you said the, the line you used, which I thought was very interesting, says, um, I just, uh, I decided I didn't want to steal trouble from tomorrow. Right. Which reminds me a lot of that. The, um, the, the phrase, you know, from, uh, from when Matthew's version of, of this similar speech that Jesus gave, um, that, uh, you know, let tomorrow worry about, so each day is enough trouble of its own. Let tomorrow, <laughs> let tomorrow's trouble be sufficient for that. And, uh, but I think so many of us, when we worry, we steal trouble from tomorrow. Meaning, okay, yeah, I'm going to have it tomorrow too. I want more. I want to, I want to suffer from it a little extra. And, and in fact, the funny part about worry is, is it may not even happen. I may not even suffer that thing tomorrow, but I'm still going to suffer it today. And, uh, and so anyway, you know, while we were reading, I was just thinking about, okay, what is at the core of this worry? Because here's the thing that I think is so interesting. In Greek, the word for worry that's used in the New Testament and the word for care, like Paul talking about, hey, you guys really cared for me in my time of need. They're the same word. Just, you know, as you were reading, I was just thinking a little bit about that. Like, what's the, exactly the relationship between those two things? That, that they could be the same word and yet have such different meanings. And and here's my thesis. Uh, I, I made it up like five, three, three or four minutes ago. So I don't know what, you know, it's 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 exactly that deep. Uh, but I think that 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 love, you know, we always think, hey, I, I worry about people I love or situations, you know, things I love, whatever it is. Love is always at the root of worry. Uh, and so it's love plus fear equals worry, right? I, I worry about my children. I'll worry about my future. Love plus fear equals worry. Love plus faith equals care. That's actually what allows me to help and, and offer something because I'm not afraid, right? And this goes back to the very first thing you said. The primary commandment in the scriptures is do not be afraid because we can't love well. Our, our, our love will actually become suffocating to people, hurtful to people when it's surrounded by fear rather than by faith. And, and I think what's happening with this first guy is instead of being able to, you know, like he's got all these crops and all that, and he's missing the opportunity to now say, hey, great, God's given me this chance to now, you know, care for people. Instead, he's like, oh, what am I going to do with all this wealth? And da, 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 I don't have anywhere to store it. He's worried about it. And and you can, and that Jesus is saying, you missed the entire point. I gave you all this stuff for a reason. It was so that you could care for people and you missed it. And then Jesus talks about the way that all of us have that tendency, that whatever that we get, we can take these gifts that God gave us to share with others, right? To be a part of the way that we can offer care in Jesus's name. And instead, we, we keep them for ourselves. And then as you pointed out, yes, then we start to worry about them. Oh, I worry that it's going to get stolen. I worry that it's going to rust out. I worry that, you know, whatever, like something's going to go wrong. I just think of all the possessions that I have, how many of them require some kind of extra work from me to take care of it. And it's, ah, oh, it's so exhausting. And then I think, nah, now not only not, do I not have extra money to care for people, I don't even actually have time because I spent all my money buying stuff and now I have to spend time caring for. And, and I think if instead we could have that freedom to say, hey, the God who cared for me enough to give me these things can care for me in other days. And I can now join God in caring for others. I can do for others what God does for me. Trusting that 
there may be a time that I am the one who needs care. And I'm surely that will happen to almost all of us. And at that point, God can care for me through others, right? And in the kingdom of God, there is more than enough of everything. There's more than enough if we would share it with each other, if we would offer it to each other in God's name rather than hoarding it to ourselves. And what's the difference? I really do believe it's fear versus faith. Love plus fear is worry. Love plus faith equals care. So anyway, that's my thought about it. No, no that's good. And I think the, the fear is rooted in us feeling like we're on our own and faith is rooting is rooted in, in knowing, first of all, that we're deeply loved by God and God is inviting us to be part of this rich experience of, of family, of being united by the blood of Christ and, and this uh, yeah, so faith is all about connectedness and 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 being individual. We're cutting ourselves off from that connectedness and, and we're dominated by fear because if we are on our own, we are in danger. Uh, anytime right. we're on our own, we're vulnerable. You know, and I would point out just this last verse. A lot's been made of this verse, and I think rightly so. That wherever your treasure is, the desires of your heart will be there also. And everyone thinks that your, your treasure will follow your heart. But what Jesus is saying here is the opposite. It's very important. Your heart will follow your treasure. If you store up money in big bank accounts or, you know, real estate developments or fancy jewelry or whatever, that's what you'll care about. And if you end up giving generously to people in need, to missions, to doing God's work in the world, that's what you'll care about. The, the way I choose to spend my money gets will actually shape my heart. It will change the things that I care about. So if you want to care more about things that actually have real value, you can change what you care about by the way you choose to allocate your resources. Hmm. Sort of like the divine version of targeted advertising, but <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> In I any case, one's I better. Yes, I think it's much better. Uh, let me pray for us. I think this is, again, something we really need prayer on. I know I do. Uh, our good and gracious God, money, uh, it is so tempting. It gives us such this illusion that we can do without one another and we can even do without you. Lord, keep us far from this temptation to go through life alone and just provide for ourselves. Instead, help us to see, as we saw today, this invitation that you bless us so that we might be a blessing to others. Lord, we thank you for this incredible opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, friends, thank you again for joining us this week as we're going through the Gospel of Luke. And we look forward to seeing you on Sunday in one of our services and then on Monday right back here. We'll see you then.